0: Emerald City of Oz The Scarecrow The terrible news of a planned attack in the land of Oz had saddened every heart and everyone was anxious to return to the Emerald City and share Ozma's fate. So they started without loss of time, and as the road led past the Scarecrow's new mansion, they determined to make a brief halt there and confer with him. The Scarecrow is probably the wisest man in all of Oz, remarked the Tin Woodman when they had started on their journey. His brains are plentiful and of excellent quality, and often he has told me things I would have never thought of myself. I have to say I rely a great deal on the Scarecrow's brains in this kind of an emergency. The Tin Woodman rode on the front seat of the wagon where Dorothy sat between him and the wizard. Has the Scarecrow heard of Ozma's trouble? asked the Captain General. I do not know, sir, was the reply. When I was a private, said Omby Ambi, he had a most excellent army, and we proved it in our war against the elves. However, since Ozma made me the Captain General, there is really no army left. There is no one to fight and defend our land. This is true, said the wizard. Our current army is composed only of officers, and the business of an officer is to order his men to fight. Since there are no men, there can be no fighting. Poor Ozma, whispered Dorothy with tears in her eyes. It's dreadful to think of our lovely fairy country being destroyed. I wonder if we could escape back to Kansas or some other place with the magic belt. We can take everyone with us and hide out for a time until the elves... And the other devils leave the land of Oz. We might have to rebuild, but everyone would be safe. Do you think there would be work for us in Kansas? Asked the tin man. Oh, for sure. We could go back to our farm with a few jewels and pay the bank back and start growing some new crops. There's always work to do on the farm, said Uncle Henry. And there are factories and other places to work in the nearby cities. It would be a lot different than what you are all used to now, though. I really can't see you all working for a living after living so easy you are all probably pretty soft i was not thinking of myself replied the emperor with dignity i merely wondered if i could not help to support dorothy and ozma as they thought about these sad plans for the future they journeyed in sight of the scarecrow's new mansion and even though they were filled with worry and fear over the impending fate of oz Dorothy could not help but feel wonder at the sight they now looked at. The Scarecrow's new house was giant, and made entirely of corn from the vast surrounding cornfields. Rows of corn, framed the entrance drive and the whole front yard, had the tallest corn plants in the land. A giant maize pathway was constructed in the corn surrounding the house. Corn cobs were used to make the walls, ears of corn for the roof, everything was made of corn. Rows of kernels made of solid gold framed the doors and windows. Corn leaves plated the walls, floor, and just about everything else. It was truly a work of engineering, architecture, and art. On the very top of the fountain structure in the courtyard perched a figure representing the scarecrow himself, extending his arms to the sky. On his head were crows carved out of ebony with bright ruby eyes. It was very tall and inside there were five stories. Each story was a single wide open room. The gardens around the mansion consisted of cornfields and Dorothy acknowledged that the place was, in all respects, a very appropriate home for her good friend the Scarecrow. He would have been very happy here, I'm sure, she said, if only the Elf King would leave us alone. If Oz is destroyed, of course this place will probably be destroyed too. Yes replied the Tin Woodman, and also my beautiful Tin Castle, that has been my pride and joy. Jack Pumpkinhead's house would go too, remarked the wizard, as well as Professor Wogglebug's athletic college and Ozma's royal palace. All are beautiful buildings. Yes, Oz will become a desert when the Elf King gets through with it, sighed Omby Amby. The Scarecrow came out to meet them and gave them all a hearty welcome. I hear you have decided to live in the Land of Oz after this, he said to Dorothy, and that will delight my heart, for I have greatly disliked our frequent partings. But why are you all so downcast? Have you heard the news? asked the Tin Woodman. No news to make me sad, replied the Scarecrow. Then Nick Chopper told his friend of the Elf King's Tunnel and how the evil creatures of the North had allied themselves with the underground monarch for the purpose of conquering and destroying Oz. Well, said the Scarecrow, it certainly looks bad for Ozma and all of us, but I believe it is wrong to worry over anything before it happens, especially something outside of what we can influence. There will be time enough to be sad when our country is despoiled and our people made slaves. Let's not deprive ourselves of a few happy hours remaining to us. Ah, that is real wisdom, declared the shaggy man approvingly. If we become really unhappy, we would regret these few hours left to us, unless we enjoy them as much as we can. Nevertheless, said the scarecrow, I shall go with you to the Emerald City and offer Ozma my services. She says we can do nothing to oppose our enemies, announced the Tin Woodman. And doubtless she is right, sir, answered the scarecrow. Still, she will appreciate us being there. He then led them into a strange mansion and showed them the beautiful rooms in all the five stories. The lower room was a grand reception hall with a piano in one corner. The scarecrow was very fond of music and liked to play the piano. The walls had white silk hanging on which flocks of black crows were embroidered in black diamonds. Some of the chairs were made in the shape of big crows and upholstered with cushions of corn-colored silk. The second story contained a fine banquet room where the Scarecrow entertained his guests. The three stories above were bedrooms exquisitely furnished and decorated. The Scarecrow had wonderful rooms in his house, but told the group that most nights he preferred spending nights in the fields, hanging from a gold plated pole. Nights with a full moon were his favorite time to sleep outside in the cornfields. The crows on the property were his friends, and all were well fed in the cornfields. These rooms, said the Scarecrow proudly, have the best views of the surrounding cornfields. The corn I grow is always husky, and I call the ears my regiments, because they have so many kernels. Of course, I kind of ride my cobs, but I really don't care. Shucks about all that. Altogether, my farm will stack up with any in the neighborhood. This is how the Scarecrow talked about his corn. The visitors had some light refreshments and then hurried off to get back on the road to the Emerald City. The Scarecrow found a seat in the wagon between Ombiambi and the Shaggy Man and his weight did not add much to the load because he was stuffed with straw. You will notice I have one oat field on my property, he remarked. As they drove away, oat straw is, I have found, the best of all straws to restuff myself when my interior gets musty or out of shape. Are you able to restuff yourself all by yourself? asked M. It seems that if you lose any straw, there wouldn't be anything left but your clothes. You are almost correct, he answered. My servants do most of the stuffing. However, my excellent brains are in my head of course, and it is all contained in a bag tied at the bottom. My face is neatly painted on one side of the bag as you can see, so my head does not need restuffing, like my body does. It just requires the face to be touched up with fresh paint occasionally. It was not far from the Scarecrow's mansion to the farm of Jack Pumpkinhead. When they arrived, both Uncle Henry and Aunt Em were very impressed. The farm was one vast pumpkin field, and some of the pumpkins were enormous in size. One of them was as large as a house, and in fact, it had been neatly hollowed out, and Jack himself lived in it. He declared that it was a very comfortable residence. The reason he grew so many pumpkins was so that he could change his head as soon as it became wrinkled or threatened to spoil. The pumpkin-headed man welcomed his visitors joyfully and offered them several delicious pumpkin pies to eat. I don't indulge in pumpkin pies myself for two reasons, he said. If I ate pumpkins, I would be a cannibal. And the other reason is that I never eat, since I don't have a stomach. Very good reasons, agreed the Scarecrow. They told Jack Pumpkinhead the dreadful news about the Elf King, and he decided to go with them to the Emerald City and help Ozma. I had expected to live here in ease and comfort for many centuries, said Jack, but of course, if the Elf King destroys everything in Oz, I will be destroyed too. Really? It seems too bad, doesn't it? What can we do to help? They were soon on their journey again. The sawhorse was moving fast to get back to help. The wagon drove over smooth roads, and they arrived at the royal palace of the Emerald City just before twilight. Their journey was at an end, but they all knew there was much more to do before the invasion.